Hi, ladies. I'm Henri. And I'm Blanca. And this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women and is a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self love, self realization, self development, mental health, and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome to our new episode. Yeah, hi, ladies. So, we're so excited for today's topic um, about art heels because. This topic was inspired by our first guest, who will be joining us in a little bit, Melissa. So, Henri, what is Art Heels to you? When I hear the word Art Heels, it takes me back to the time in college when I went through the biggest heartbreak and my friend gave me a canvas. I was like, Riri, write down all of the things that you are feeling right now. So all the emotions of heartbreak and just sadness and whatever happened. And paint something beautiful over it that, and how you want to grow from the situation. And just through that, that one art piece, I saw that I saw how I had self growth and how I wanted to counter the situation to um, become a better person. And I think to me, that's what art heals mean. Mm-hmm. How about you, Blanca? What does art heals mean to you? Art heals to me means kind of lighting your inner child up. Uh, I think that as we get older, we kind of forget this part of us that that was creative and fun and lighthearted. Um, all of the things that I feel like represent creativity and art. And as I've gotten older and I've taken my inner healing more seriously, I have found that my creativity has be- almost begun to bloom in a way that I didn't think I was a creative person before I thought that I was just not a creative person I was like I don't know how to draw I don't know how to paint but creativity is so much more than those basic things that we know um it's everything it's like the way that you dress yourself it's the way that you decide to go about your day like it's the little things that light you up and make you feel excited and for me one of those things has been writing yeah I find that every time I write, I understand myself a little bit better. Uh, and I didn't realize that I had the, that I had that talent before because I was so caught up on like what's wrong with me that I hadn't even taken the chance to kind of discover some of the gifts that were hidden within me. Yeah. I saw that strength through your Instagram, uh, words with Blanca when you're creating your own quotes mm-hmm. and also sharing the word with everyone. And it's about the one person that resonates, if not more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I came across our friendship and just starting this Meow Club Meow yeah. podcast. I found that the way that I discovered my creative outlet was through, uh, I remember when I was like hit like a rock bottom a couple of years ago, my therapist actually <laughs> said, you should journal. And just because I had so many feelings. I had so many feelings that were just constantly, and I needed to talk about them, but I found that a lot of people 
felt overwhelmed with the amount of things that I needed to talk about. So I'm really grateful for that recommendation that that therapist gave me because I got a journal and I just started literally word vomiting. Just first it was like venting, right? Venting to myself. And as I filled up that journal with pages and pages in that second journal, I, I started realizing that I was like, Oh, that sounds kind of good. I was like, Oh, that's like, I like what that, what that, um, you know, what that sentence sounded like. Yeah. It started sounding poetic. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what is like, I just remember having this, like, this like aha moment when I realized that like, that I, the things that I was writing sounded pretty to me. And then I shared it with a friend and she, and she was like, Oh, Blanca, that actually sounds really good. And then the more thoughtful that I was about my, my journaling, uh, I just found that whenever I had an issue or I had like something that I was going through, I would write to myself in the way that I would want advice or I would give advice to my friend. And so when you look at the things that I post, usually they're things that I'm going through and I write it in a way like, okay, if I would want my mom to give me advice, what would I want her to say to me? And so I find that all of my writing is me giving advice to my inner child. Yeah. And so I find that my writing now is more of a sense of nurturing myself. And that's something I, I went through with journaling too. Uh, when I first started getting into journaling, you know, I went through different ways of going about it. As in, I started doing night journaling and also morning and lunch journaling. But then now I have more of a routine doing uh, journaling twice in the morning and once at night. Where when I first wake up in the morning, it's word vomiting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just wake up sad for no reason. Mm -hmm. And those are the times that my journaling appears to be more poetic. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're able to share your words with everybody on Instagram and find people that actually resonate. And you're actually helping these people too. Thanks, Aubrey. Another thing that I feel like I've always had loved art too, because I grew up in D.C., and uh, all of the uh, Smithsonian's, all the museums in D.C. are free. So growing up, my family, my parents were really strict. And I literally wasn't allowed to go anywhere when I was a teenager. And and I was always babysitting one of my nieces or nephews. And so I would grab them and I would just take them to the art museums. And I found that even though I didn't feel like I had creativity within me, I've always had this like appreciation for it. I've always loved creative people. And I've always just had this admiration for people who can create. So I think that art just has this beautiful way of bringing people together and appreciating uh, the, the things that people can, can create out of like their own mind or out of their feelings. Um, I love creative people because I love how comfortable they are with their sensitivity. And I feel like the creative people are the entrepreneurs. Everything that we see around us, mm-hmm. all these bigger companies, even with technology, these are all creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited for us to be bringing our first guest to the show. Yeah. So um, our first guest uh, is a friend of ours that we actually met in Meow Club. Uh, I remember when I first, when we first met Melissa. I was, it was for our, our writing workshop with, uh, with Lonnie. Yeah, with Lonnie. And, um, she was sitting next to me. I sat next to her 
And I look over and there's this like glistening journal. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. And, and she's like, oh yeah, I made this. And then I remember just like loving her, her, uh, her vibes. And she just has become like a really close friend of ours now. Uh, Melissa Medina Dilberti is an intuitive artist who creates beautiful abstract pieces, incorporating earthy elements like crystals, gems, and locally sourced sand from San Diego. She also creates beautiful hand-painted sacred manifestation journals. And also her own, she has her own monthly events called Create Your Phase, a guided intuitive art experience. Uh, she guided our last, our, our December meow meetup, um, where she gave us like a mini create your phase experience, but this time we did, uh, ornaments, ornaments because it is Christmas time. Um, Melissa, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Mail Podcast. Yay! I'm so honored and thrilled to be here. I love both of you so much, and I love what you're doing with Meow Club. Each time I've attended one of your guys' monthly meetups, it's been so fun and empowering. Really such a beautiful addition to our little San Diego community. So I'm super excited to be the first guest for the podcast. Yes, we're so happy for you to be here and to talk about Art Heals because I feel like you, this is your mantra uh, for your company. And I just love that saying, Art Heals, because it's true. Definitely. And I love hearing more about the creative space here in San Diego and how, you know, just hearing about your entrepreneurship, how you started your business. And I'm excited to dive right into it. So I wanted to know. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey. How did you discover your creative path? Oh, yes, it's it's been a long one. I definitely, I've been making art since I was super little. And I come from a family of artists on both sides of the family. My heritage is Mayan Indian, and then my father's side is Italian. And on both sides, we just have a lot of different artists um, ranging from abstract paintings to, you know, woodworking and ceramics. It's, it's, I felt like somebody, everyone in my family really had like their little dish. So growing up, I was really trying to find mine and I've experienced with so many different mediums to really try and find, you know, what my thing was. I feel like that was definitely a long path, but I always just found so much comfort in creating. I really... I never liked sports growing up. I never like wanted to be on a team of any kind or anything like that. And it was just like the one thing that made me feel like me, you know, when I was able to retreat to any kind of art, whether that be drawing, um, you know, for a while I really liked fashion illustration and, you know, I love painting, obviously. So anytime I could retreat to my creativity, it really gave me a sense of ownership of myself that I felt like my peers when I was younger felt with their sports. It was just something that I retreated to. And then once I entered adulthood, I, you know, I kept my art with me. And I remember my mom and my grandma would always like, because they saw me get older and get a corporate job and things like that. And they would just, they would always remind me, like, have you been drawing? Like, have you been making art? Like, I remember my mom telling me one time when I got really involved with a corporate job that I had, she was just like, you know, don't ever lose that. Like, don't ever lose your art, she'd always tell me. And I just, you know, it, it's evolved so much over the years, you know, my kind of art per se, mm -hmm. but I love just creating anything really. I mean, even just 
you know, putting this podcast together, what you guys are doing, like you said earlier, you know, there's so many, everything you do is creativity. Like you said, with the tech companies and like all the things that you see evolving around the world, everything is creativity. So anytime we can express ourselves, I feel like it just brings us so much joy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's also really beautiful that you had, you know, family members that really encouraged your creativity because I think that that is one of the reasons why so many of us think that we're not creative because it's not encouraged by the people around us or, you know, it's not something that your parents are usually like, oh, keep doing that. The fact that your mom was thoughtful enough to say, you know, don't lose that. I think that that's really beautiful. Yeah, I've been with me too. Growing up in a household where they wanted me to graduate from college and just really push that education. So everything else that I wanted to do outside of art had to come second. And I really love that your family, they're always pushing you to continuously be in the creative path. Yeah, I definitely owe a lot to them. I feel like my mom and my parents and everybody really saw how much art lights me up and I feel like they just wanted me to be happy so yeah I I owe so much to them yeah and also going back to what you guys said about art creativity really is everything because creativity is literally creating something out of nothing and I used to think that creativity was only people who make art like actual pieces of art or music or stuff like that but realizing that creativity is just a way of living um, has changed the way that I think about myself and even the way that I dress myself or the things that I decide to put together. That's me being creative. How can I self-express? Absolutely. And I agree with that a hundred percent. I feel like art is just within everything that you do on a daily basis. It's the way you cook your food. It's the way you you know, say good morning to your loved ones. It's the way you decorate your home. It's the way you, you know, put your wall screen, wallpaper up in your phone. I don't know. Like, it's, it's also the way we communicate. The way we communicate. Yeah, yeah this right here. Mm-hmm. Texting, um, alphabets, everything's created with symbols. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just want to encourage the audience to, to be inspired by that, that just because you don't think that you're creative because you you don't know how to draw or you don't know how to sing, like your creativity is in there. We all have it. It really is our inner child. Yeah. And just to piggyback off of that, I mean, I talk about experimenting with all these different mediums. I mean, the reason why I don't do them anymore is because I wasn't very good at them. I mean, I've loved art my whole life, but there's definitely things that I wasn't the best at that I, but you just keep trying. You just keep trying. You just keep going. Um, uh, so, diving into our second question for you, um, what do you think your purpose is? And how do you think, through your purpose, how has your art evolved? If I were to think what my purpose is, like, you know, my reasoning for being here in this lifetime, in this body, with this platform, however you want to look at it, I really feel that I've done a lot of reflection, especially within my time of doing sacred solutions arts and looking to what it's evolved into this past year with create your phase and just everything that has come about I would say that I think that my purpose really is to just what we were just talking about inspire people to live out their creative gifts I feel like you know with my clients with the attendees of creative phase with my friends 
everyone that is in my circle, I feel really starts to start to expand within their creativity from being around me, as weird as that sounds. I just, and I feel like it's because I really love to inspire other people to be creative in however they feel is fit for them. Mm -hmm. Because definitely Sacred Solutions is something that I put together, but was kind of going outside of my own lines, outside of, you know, the lines of what abstract art needs to look like, outside of the lines of a lot of things on how fine art needs to be. Um, And I definitely got, you know, a lot of pushback in the beginning because what I was doing was a little different and just people didn't really understand it at first. You know, you start, you know, a project and you see the whole vision and not everybody sees that in the beginning stages because what you're putting out is just, you know, the beginning stages, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's definitely evolved into something that I'm very proud of. And I feel like I, with what I'm doing with art, if it can inspire other people to do the same, to really, like you said, make something out of nothing and, you know, push towards their dreams. And even if they don't see the whole picture at first, it will evolve as you do. I always say that your art will evolve as you do. And it's Mm -hmm. so true. Like, you can't judge your work in the beginning. Um, so one thing I really want my purpose to be is to just inspire other people to do the same. Like you don't have to make sense of your art. You don't have to make sense of what you're doing. It doesn't have to be justified. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You really just need to do what lights you up and it makes you feel good and what's in your alignment and everything else will fall into place. And if I can spread that message, I, you know, I would do everything I want to do in this world. Right. And I really look up to your purpose of inspiring others and also pushing for others to see the bigger picture. You know how you were saying that as you're creating your art, you're, you'll start to see the bigger picture. Um, and I was wondering, what is one of the biggest lessons that you have learned during this entrepreneurship? Mm, well, definitely a lot of lessons. <laughs> and it's been such a, I'm such a trial and error person. I feel like I can't learn something unless I kind of fail at it at first. I just love to put myself in there and try things. Um, but I would say my biggest lesson as an entrepreneur this past year has been to just find balance because it's really easy to, when you're working for yourself and when everything's kind of on your shoulders, it's really easy to be working 24-7. And especially when you have a project that, can't be done in a matter of minutes or in a matter of 24 hours or in a matter of a year. Um, it's really easy to just keep working and keep working, you know, and but I've, I've learned that I need to find balance, especially, you know, that's one of my major goals for 2022 is to just, you know, have homework balance, have self-care routines that are consistent and to just really, you know, take care of myself because taking care of yourself is taking care of your craft and your business. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, First of all, Melissa, you just to uh, go back to where you were talking about inspiring people. I feel like since I've met you, you have been such a source of inspiration. And with Henri, too, I feel like I manifested both of you because I remember thinking to myself, I really want to be around more creative women and I really want to find um, my creative outlet and how can I find something where I can feel the way you just said you feel about inspiring others. And I met you and I started working with you 
um, which later I feel like sped up that situation with me and Henri, her and I creating this, uh, this podcast and talking about being a source of inspiration for others. I think that sometimes we think that inspiration can only come from people who are already, already really big or really successful, but inspiration can come from anyone and being around that energy of people who are doing the things that they love and are really self-focused rather than like sitting and comparing yourself to everyone that is inspiring because I think that the one thing that I really love about you and getting to know you is that I really do see that like you really are focused in your own in your own lane and even taking your art classes I remember when I when I took your art class, I thought to myself, wow, she's kind of like sharing her, her entire process for everyone to kind of learn it. And I, I've always thought that people who feel like they have this gem of a of a talent, they get really attached to it and they don't, you know, there's this fear of sharing it. But you you're not afraid to share it. You you're not like you're not thinking, oh, they're gonna copy me or they're gonna take something away from me. And I think that that has been very inspiring because you you share your talent with open arms and I think that's why you're you're becoming so successful is that you're not so attached to it that you're living your life like fear with fear thank you so much that's so sweet Blanca I yeah it, it was definitely a you know a toss back and forth between my ego and my authentic self with creating creative ways because, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I was never, you know, fearful of, you know, sharing my recipe or however you want to call it. But it is the, creative phase is the most beautiful thing I've ever created to, to date. Um, I am so blessed to be able to share my gifts with so many beautiful people, especially within our community of San Diego. Like, I am beyond grateful to have that opportunity. And the mantra behind creative phase, like the intention behind that entire experience is to inspire your own creative gifts. Because I feel like this little recipe, like sacred solutions, art, everything that is made up within it is a display of the communication that I have with my spiritual guidance. You know, I feel like in my heart, I didn't really come up with this recipe, this business, this kind of art by myself it came to me through downloads with my spiritual angels you know and I feel like you know I I remember it was right after COVID it was almost a year ago today it was like back in January um I was getting very intensive downloads about creative phase and what it was going to be and I wanted to make it a point that this is not an art class this is an experience this is an event this is a time to come together and you know, connect with your inner child artist to play, to, you know, relax, because that is what art has been for me. When I first started painting in this kind of way, it was because I was struggling with anxiety, because I had really bad, you know, episodes of depression that I was going through, that I still navigate through, through this craft. And it wasn't meant to be my business. It wasn't meant to be, you know, what it is now, but it started as a healing method. So I need to keep it that way. And I need to spread that. And um, I feel like my 
spiritual team that has led me this far really wanted me to spread that. And, you know, I feel like there's no need to be fearful of any of our crafts because it's like, you know, there's so much abundance to go around. I mean, Blanca and I have had conversations about this, you know, there's no sense of lack. There's no, if I can give everyone the tools of how to make an art piece. And even if you do, it's going to come out completely in your own, you know, and my, you know, I can just hope that by experiencing my kind of art, you can be inspired to start a podcast. You can be inspired to start a business. You can be inspired to go home and draw or do whatever it is that lights you up by doing what lights me up. So, um, yeah, I have no fear anymore about sharing my gifts. I'm like, this is how you do it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Because I think that when you are, are live like that and like that it, kind of, you know, the topic that we had last, uh, the last week was, fear-based mentality mentality and love-based mentality and how when you live your life in a fearful way thinking in lack basically I only have this if you take it away from me then there's not enough to go around I think that living in a love-based and an abundance mindset you realize that we're here to help one another we're here to inspire one another and we're here to make each each other better and I think that there's uh, Amri and I talk about this all the time too is that that's really our goal too is just the more we inspire others the more we feel inspired and if and if I can empower someone else like in return I'm empowering myself too because life really is like that mirror whatever you're putting out it's going to be reflected back and the more love that we give I feel like it's just going to keep spreading right so for example I wake up and we do this podcast that one person that listens to the podcast decides to live that day filled with love. That's actually going to change the world. That's how I should see it. Yeah. Simple yeah. equation. Spread love, get love. You are what you spread. And I mean, there, yeah, and that is completely true. And it feels exactly what I wanted. You know, my intention behind you know, Create Your Face is not for everybody to go home and, you know, make paintings that look just like mine. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that because that's not your thing I mean even if it is that's fine it's going to look completely different than mm-hmm. mine and it's going to be beautiful but my intention is to you know light up your own gifts you know yeah and I think that when you taking you know a create your phase experience or even taking an art class or even just like writing in your journal I think that when you just stop thinking so much about it for example um uh, my sister was visiting the other day and she was like t- talking about how she wanted to get more creative and I was like, well, you should journal because that's what, you know, I was recommended. And from there, I discovered what, what the talent hidden within me. And she goes, well, every time I write, it doesn't sound good. And I'm like, well, that's not how you should be journaling in the first place. Like, no one's going to read it. <laughs> yeah, right. No <laughs> one's reading her journal. Yeah. Like, no one's going to read. It's just, it's just for you. And I think that when you go into this creative self discovery, just stop thinking about it. It just, I think journaling can be a really great way to start just to trigger that creativity. It's just put yourself in a situation where you're kind of not thinking and you're just enjoying being. Or for example, like I, or, or even just like getting some paints and just a painting in your room from there that it's like, because creativity, I feel like is an energy, you know, like tapping into that energy will lead you to other moments of inspiration. Maybe you start off just like painting because you just want to like, you know, connect with your inner child. 
But I think that the more creative, the more you put yourself in creative situations, the more that energy keeps like uh, creating momentum. And then from there, you just start to look like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try this. And in that self-discovery of just allowing yourself to um, have fun, you then will discover what you're good at. Because usually I think that your creativity or your talent, if you look back at your childhood, you will find it there. Yeah. So I think your creativity, your talent will always just kind of be traced back to your childhood if you like just reflect a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100% because even with me, you know, there was a time when I really wanted to really pursue my creative path. Mm -hmm. So back in middle school, I actually won an art award. Uh, but then due to, I had to only choose classes that fit into my schedule. So I decided to go with Hula. But if I was able to actually just dive in and keep that going, uh, I think I would have found myself in a different place today. But the thing about that is I could still change that and go into my creative path and really explore that direction to see what I can create today. And I think one of the first things that I did start doing was, you know, journaling. Mm -hmm. um, from that, starting Mail Club. Then from that, doing Mail Club podcasts. So really getting in touch with the creativity and just to start writing things, mm -hmm. writing your ideas of what your purpose is in order to live through your purpose of inspiring other people. Yeah, and Henri, I feel like you are really good at, uh, you have a really good eye. Like whenever Henri and I post stuff, she always, like I'll, I'll create a post and then she just has this way of just like bedazzling it to make it so much better. And then also you, you model, which is also another, like, you know, using your, your beauty and your, to be able to express whatever it is that you're kind of advertising in your post. You're really good at social media. Yeah. Social media, but I feel like, you know, social media could be a good thing and a bad thing, but I feel that in the process of posting photos of myself constantly like that, um, I started seeing myself in a, di in a different light. So kind of taking a step back and starting a podcast and actually interacting with people outside of social media has actually grown uh, myself to be much more happier and actually be able to express myself in the right direction. Yeah, so um, we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, so, Melissa, what advice do you have for people who are just beginning their creative journey? I would say some advice that I can give is kind of piggybacking off of what we were talking about with not thinking about it so much and really doing what feels good rather than what can please others what can please even your own expectations of yourself I feel like you know in my journey with creativity I feel like I really dipped my toes in a lot of different projects you know um throughout my life I've taken a lot of different art classes and have tried you know drawing and like I said fashion illustration there was a time that I wanted to make jewelry um, it was just always something that was so specific and that really had intention behind it. Like, oh, I wanted to, you know, make jewelry and like have an online store and do this. And I just, and even with the drawing, like it was just, it was very specific realism, photos of specific people. And I enjoyed doing those things. But it, when I found Sacred Solutions, I was really um, at a point in my life where I kind of, 
dissolved that idea of that I would even be a full-time artist. I mean, ever since I was younger, when I was, you know, in middle school and when I began, you know, my freshman year of high school, my long-term goal was always, I wanted to be an artist. I even, I wanted to be a tattoo artist at one time. So I loved doing realism and I loved drawing. And I really thought that that was, you know, I knew that like, whatever I'm going to do, it's going to be creative. I'm like, I'm going to be an artist. And then I came into the real world and I started working in corporate and I just, mm-hmm. I kind of gave away that, that dream. I really, you know, I didn't see it anymore, but I knew I still had to create to maintain my mental health. And that's where our heels comes from is it was, it wasn't ever intended to be a career at that point. Sacred Solutions was something that I created to really make myself feel okay and to just, you know, do something relaxing that made myself, it was kind of like, you know, it gave me the same kind of feeling that journaling gives you. And I love to journal too. And I love, you know, that expression and that way of kind of clarifying your thoughts. But when I started painting in an effortless way, I remember I was like, I'm just going to try abstract because I had never tried it before. And I was like, I'm just going to get some colors and I'm going to get some canvas. I'm just going to have fun and play music. Um, And then it just really evolved into something that I became so just addicted to. Like I remember um leaving work on my lunch break to like go home and like work on my paintings and I would like add you know different like earth elements to them and that's when I started like with you know the sand and the just stones and the little chips of different rocks that I would find and I just I was like this is so much better when I can make something that's effortless instead of trying to make it so analytically thought out um so my best advice to give people is to just really let go of the expectations that you have of yourself and this creative path and to really come back to your soul alignment by thinking, what is going to make me feel good? You know, what does my soul need? What does my inner child need? You know, what am I lacking? What can I provide for myself through my art? How can I nurture myself through my art instead of, you know, holding these expectations for your art to make it something that is a work because it's not, it's, you know, it's your gift. It's, yeah. it's you know, it, I feel like art is really, you know, your soulful expression. It's an expression of that inner light within you. And how can you honor that for your creativity? So in a short, stop thinking about it so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that the last conversation that we had, we talked about this is that sometimes people focus so much on the end product. Or even when, like, you find that, you know, you have friends that, you know, look at you and they're like, wow, she has all of the success. And they really just focus on the end product. Like, I just need to have this perfect. But they don't look at all of the things that you've gone through to get this end result. And it really was, like, letting go. Letting go and really, like, focusing. This is so cliche, but, like, focusing on the journey. Yeah. The journey of, like, self-discovery. And leaning into what makes you happy, what brings you joy. Because I think that Henri and I are on this journey right now as well, as we self-discover through the creation of the show, is we just want to have fun. That's what her and I talk about a lot, is that we really want this to be a fun experience. And uh, once I think that if it wasn't fun, then I wouldn't want to do it. You know, it doesn't this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be a creative outlet. And the more you focus on that feeling of being energized, because that's how you know you're doing the right thing. I think when you, when your body, you can feel energized, 
like when I'm doing things, I get jobs that I haven't liked. At that job, I've felt drained. Like I walk, I, I can wake up with energy, but as soon as I walk in that door, sit, you know, at that desk, I feel drained and bored and I just want to go home. But when I'm doing things that are good for me, that my body recognizes that joy, it like the energy just never seems to end. Yeah. Yeah. I think even with Meow Club, just having these events coming in every, you know, once a month and just feeling that energy come right to me when I you know, see that room filled with all the inspiring women. Um, I think that's, uh, that's why it keeps me going. And especially if Blanca even mentioned how we're doing this because this is something that's supposed to be exciting and a fun experience. And for me, one of the things that I value is creating relationships and maintaining relationships. So I am very thankful that we get to speak with Melissa today. And also we get to further our relationship through our last Mal Club event, making ornaments. Mm-hmm. I'm really diving into that experience of getting in touch with my inner child and also learning um, different things just throughout that session. All of the ladies resonated in different ways, even just through her sound healing and meditation, just her voice bringing out all of our energy. And yeah, it just got, it just got us more inspired to keep our podcast going. And one of the questions that I have for you is what keeps you inspired through this whole process? I would say like, um, keeps me inspired is just like people like you guys you know my community my tribe like it doesn't cry but like I like hearing just like that you know my voice brings you some kind of motivation to keep your podcast like that motivates me um you know seeing that I inspired you know you guys and my clients and like you know the whole create your face community like I just want to like hug them and never let them go like I I, my clients, my tribe, my community, the people that, you know, have supported my business, that's what keeps me going. And I would say one thing that motivates me is also my, you know, connection to that force you can't see. I, I owe all the ideas behind Sacred Stations art to my spiritual team, my angels, God, this beautiful, you know, force that guides me. I would not be able to curate any of this without them. And when I'm feeling stressed or when I'm losing that motivation, because I do have days like that where I'm like, you know, this is feeling like work. This is feeling like, you know, not fun, you know. And I go back to my meditation. I go back to my sound healing. um, And I go back to that connection with that force and, you know, find the clarity and the inspiration to keep going. But... I would say, especially this past year, you know, it's the community. The community is beautiful and I'm blessed to be a part of it. I'm blessed to know people like you guys and to be doing stuff like this. Yeah, I love everything you just said. Um, I agree. I think that Henri starting now a year ago and realizing that I needed to be surrounded by people who are in that like mindset of like wanting to be inspired by the people around you and, you know, empower other women. Um, I think that that has been so important for like the development of women, just like meeting you, you know, like we wouldn't, I wouldn't have met you if we would, if Henri hadn't set up the, that writing workshop, you know, I agree with you about connecting with the higher power. I'm also very spiritual and I need, I feel like it's the only that has been 
the biggest source of my healing is connecting with with spirit and with God, um, praying, making sure that I'm meditating and doing things that make me realize that I that there's something out there taking care of me and guiding me. I think that whenever I've everything that I've ever prayed for, I swear it comes true. And I remember praying for a situation like this where like I want to be around inspiring women. I want to be doing something that fills me up with that excitement that we're talking about. And I have to say that I think it's, you know, God's guidance. Yes, it definitely is. And I feel like leaning on our spiritual guidance really kind of takes the edge off, you know, it takes the pressure off. It kind of makes you feel like you are a child again, being extremely nurtured and your every move is being watched by your parents because that's exactly what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. we are so protected. We are so guided. And our spiritual guidance really wants what's best for us and our highest good. So having faith in that, of course, what you want is going to happen. What is uh, some advice you would give to somebody starting a business? I would say, I would honestly say, don't wait until you feel absolutely ready to dive in. And I say that because a year ago, it'll be Tuesday, it will be exactly a year ago on December 7th, I decided to leave my job and pursue my side art hustle, whatever you want to call it. And I definitely didn't have, you know, all of my ducks in a row. I didn't, you know, there's still things that I'm learning and I'm sure that there will still be things that I'm learning 10 years from now about business. I mean, it's very, you know, complex. There's a lot of things that I learn on a daily basis on running a business. And it's so strange, you know, calling it my business even. I I like to think of Sacred Solutions Art as just this like little child that I birthed. Like it's like its own thing. It's still to me like my creative journey, passion, my, you know, soul on canvas. It, to me, it is still this passion. Um, so it's very strange for me to think of it as a business. But I feel like, you know, that's another thing of advice that I would say is, to, you know, don't lose that passion. Don't lose that love for it. I'm definitely surrounded by a lot of other small businesses in San Diego. And there's always that sense of like, am I doing enough? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, running a business, you literally can work 24 seven and drive yourself into the ground and really, you know, but it's like how much of that is actually productive? How much of that is actually going to salvage your business, you know, 10 years from now. And that's something that I'm really learning is that I don't have to, you know, my mom always tells me, Rome wasn't built in a day like you don't have to do it all right now just do what you can and you know do what is good for your business and for your soul and your mind in this exact moment and so my best advice is to you know don't wait until you're completely ready to start you know starting will make you ready (laughs) you you just stepping into that power of I'm starting this like you guys are starting this podcast and I'm sure you felt this way with starting the owl club it's like you know, stepping into it makes you ready and your art, your business evolves as you do. You know, we consistently change and shed our skin as human beings, as spiritual beings. We're constantly learning new things and, you know, upgrading to that next level of who we are. And I feel like 
you know, once you step into it, I mean, even starting Sacred Solutions before it was my full-time business, when it was just a side thing, um, it did take a lot of courage to even step into that. So, you know, starting your business doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, quitting everything and jumping all in, but, you know, just have no fear with just beginning right where you are. Like you can do anything you want to do and your business can change as many times as you want it to change and you can alter as you go. Don't think you have to be completely set to, you know, keep going and then just always have that anchor, you know, that with your why, your purpose, your, you know, your, keep the soulfulness of your business, keep it a passion, keep it something that lights you up. Don't ever let, you know, these overworking um, stereotypes of what an entrepreneur is dictate your whole routine, you know, Mm -hmm. like keep yourself healthy and happy and aligned i'm very inspired by everything that you just said and don't let all of these other ideas really impact you to making your first step into becoming an entrepreneur Um, and i think oftentimes even with me that's what i struggled with is saying i don't have time due to a full-time job that i have i currently have or even you know just starting something small so i started doing nail club with Blanca, and it, it was all about just actually doing these events, coordinating, and getting everything together. As and as we grew, we create new documents and just taking it one step at a time. But actually, um, a lot of people struggle with actually just doing, like doing the part. You know, even yeah. with the podcast, we could have been talking about doing a podcast for ten months. I agree. It just, I think. Everything just starts off with like being brave. I'm lucky that I started off with someone, but I can't even imagine, you know, how brave you have to be to just say, I'm going to do this. And, but you should, because you know, you're worth, we are worth the risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to think of all of the ideas that, you know, will, won't be birthed if you don't just take that step. And I feel like, you know, there is a lot of fear that I have felt, you know, putting my creativity out there, putting my ideas out there, and putting my art out there. But, you know, and even to this day, with like some art pieces that I make, you know, I'm like, should this be on the table? Should this be on the website? How good is this piece actually? You know, I constantly am questioning my art. But I feel like, you know, you have to be patient with yourself. And one thing of it is, that is so important. I feel like for anybody starting a creative journey, starting an entrepreneur um, journey, starting a side business, whatever it is that you're doing, one thing that I feel like is so important to remember is that art speaks differently to so many different people. So mm-hmm. something that you think is trash is literally another person's treasure. That's with physical art. That's with you know, these podcasts that we're making, you know, one person might listen to it and be like, these girls have no idea what they're talking about. And one person might listen to it and it might really change their whole path. So I think it's just important to realize that what you're doing speaks to different people differently and that your voice matters regardless of what your judgment says. Oh my gosh. I 100% agree with that because I feel like when I gave this idea to Henri, one of the reasons why I was so adamant about wanting to start this with her is because I don't really feel like there's a lot of voices that I can relate to sometimes on the podcast world, especially, you know, there's not a lot of women of color talking about spirituality and the things that I find really passionate about. And I think that 
being able to put my voice out there so that people there's somebody that can feel they relate to me and I think that when you can relate to someone I, I feel like the the meaning can can just can be so different well because like you could be hearing the same message that we're saying from like a guy you know and he's they're all sit, but there's a sense of disconnection because we don't relate we don't relate to them or we don't look like them or we don't feel we don't see ourselves in them so I think everybody should be able to feel that freedom to express themselves because there's somebody out there looking for someone that they can see themselves through. We're going to wrap up the interview. We have two more last questions. This uh, first last one is inspired by Oprah. She always ends her interviews with this question. Um, what do you know for sure? I love that question, and I love her book, What I Know For Sure. I love Oprah, too, and it's such a good question. I feel like what I know for sure, I would say I definitely know for sure that we are all connected, and we are all connected through the force that we can't see, and I feel like once we understand that, and once we really let go of anything that is ego-driven in relation to our creativity. It's really, that is the time that we come into alignment with our gifts. And that's the time that we're really creating the art that is meant to be of ours in this world, if that makes sense. You know, when you really start to realize that everything is interconnected, everything has a higher purpose, I am protected, you know, there are things watching over me. There, you know, there is a team out there guiding my creativity. That is when you're able to really let go and surrender to that. That is when true art becomes birthed in this world. Um, so that's what I know for sure. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. I definitely agree that we are all connected and that it's the way to actually find our passions. Mm -hmm. um, it's to keep getting that, keep connecting with our creativity. Um, and have that drive us into what we're meant to be. Yeah. And just keep focusing on what brings you joy. Yeah. So, so the last question that we have for you is what is one of your favorite books? What book do you recommend? Oh, for gosh. all of us. <laughs> yes. I have so many. Um, I would say, can I give two? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I would say the first one would be The Art of Living by Bob Proctor. I read that book when I was 17, and it literally rewired my brain. Bob Proctor is amazing as far as, you know, giving advice in the spiritual world and also, you know, motivating you to really come into alignment with your gifts as an entrepreneur, as a creative individual. Um, but that book um, is all about spirituality and really understanding that the world is your oyster and that you can really have anything that you want and really about how successful people, how their brain is wired. Um, because being successful to me is just being in alignment. When you're in alignment, the money's going to come, the friends are going to come, the crafts are going to come, your art is going to come. Um, but it's like, how do I get there? And I feel like that book is a really good roadmap to start. And then the second book that I want to recommend is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, who is a beautiful writer. 
And she came up with the artist way, which is really like a course. It's like a 12 step course in a book to find your creative path. And she has all of these tools and recommendations about finding creative blocks and, you know, getting into your creative routine and, you know, connecting with your inner artist and how to, you know, set yourself up for success as an artist in a spiritual way. I mean, Julia Cameron, her whole motto is that spirituality is creativity. So she really opened my eyes up to that. And I feel like she really motivated me a lot with Sacred Solutions Art to understand that like this force of work is really being um, fueled by something bigger than me. She made me realize that and she taught me how to honor that and how to grow my art through that. So those two books, I really recommend. Thank you, Melissa. Um, I, you recommended that second book to me. Uh, I, I told Aubrey to get yeah, it. Yeah, so too. that was my book recommendation too. <laughs> yeah, we. So uh, after you recommended that book, that's where we got. So when we before we start our podcast, Andre and I always meditate and do a small prayer, and I got that from that book uh, because she she gives that recommendation that before you start anything to just sit still and do a small prayer. So we recommend that book as well, you guys. This is now the ending of our show. Thank you for tuning in to our mail podcast. We hope you feel a little more inspired or a bit more curious. We hope we leave you with a little more knowledge and more self-love.